You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At this point, I don't know who should be more excited for Justin Fields, Chicago Bears fans or his teammates and coaches. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. On the show today, the Justin Fields ripple effect how adding the rookie quarterback has such a wider impact than just giving the Bears something to root for under center, some long-term future and hope for this franchise. We'll go through some of the people in this organization, not just on the field, who benefit the most from fields being drafted here in the first round this year. It's not only in 2021, but in the short and long-term future. It's exciting for everyone, but I think a few players and coaches in particular will really benefit the most from having Justin Fields. I also want to get you a little bit more involved in this podcast. I want you to be a part of our conversation. And so I want to open up the Locked on Bears voicemail line again and get your thoughts specifically on Justin Fields and a particular theme that I keep coming back to. And and I want to hear you, as a listener of this podcast, I want to hear your thoughts on specifically how Justin Fields and this draft pick feels different than Mitch Trubisky and that draft pick in 2017. I'm talking about specifically how you felt at that time compared to how you feel at this time with Justin Fields coming into the frame. So I want you to call our voicemail line. The phone number is 312-620-8590. You can always find that number in the description of our podcast or in the episode description. I'll include it again for this podcast. Call in, leave us a voicemail specifically on how the Justin Fields pick feels differently now than it felt in 2017 when they picked Mitch Trubisky. I want to get a variety of opinions. It's it's much more a feeling, right? It's not a factual statement of Fields is better because of X, Y, or Z. I don't need an X's and O's breakdown of why Fields is a better quarterback, but specifically the feeling that you get. Why does this feel different? Why does this pick feel like something more special, something you can be more confident in and really feel like this can be a game changer. Or maybe it doesn't. And maybe you're sitting here feeling like I've been through this before and I know what it's like to be fooled by a first-round quarterback and that you are skeptical and that you don't think it feels any different. I want to hear from you too. Either side of the spectrum, I want you to compare this draft and this quarterback pick with the last quarterback pick at the beginning of 2017. I'm really curious to get some different perspectives on how those two situations are similar and how these two situations are different. Because it can be hard sometimes to look back objectively with hindsight on how you really felt in 2017 compared to how the rest of the last, what, four years have gone. Because there are some real similarities about the excitement that we're seeing in Chicago. But something feels different 
about Justin Fields, and we've touched on it a little bit on this podcast, but I'd really like to go a little bit more in-depth, and I want to parse this out a little bit more. And because it's more of a, a feeling rather than a factual argument that you make, that's why I want to open it up and kind of get a variety of those feelings. So again, the phone number is 312-620-8590. You call and it goes directly into a voicemail line that will allow you to record. I think the limit is up about three minutes. So you can't go on and on and on. And then you know we'll take that recording, we'll splice them together, and we'll put together a whole podcast of why Bears fans feel like Justin Fields is different, or maybe why Bears fans don't feel like Justin Fields is different. But I get the impression from everything we've heard in and around Chicago that there is a different level of excitement right now with Fields coming into this team. And that's the crux of what I really want to get at here is why is this quarterback and this situation different other than it just obviously is two different quarterbacks and they have different backgrounds, but it's still investing a top draft pick in a quarterback of the future with the hopes that that quarterback becomes something great and something untouchable and something that changes the franchise. And I want to know what makes this one feel different than the last one for you. The number again, 312-620-8590. I'm going to keep reminding you throughout the week on the podcast here to get your answer in. I'd like to try and get them all collected by the end of the week and you know have something ready for next week. So you don't have to do it like tonight if you don't have to. I mean, do it now so you don't forget, but you have a little bit of time to think about it, and I'll keep reminding you a few times, and then we'll put together a whole podcast kind of trying to explore and answer this question really from the Bears fan perspective because we can break down the football perspective of why Justin Fields is a more exciting prospect and some of the things that we like about him, but there's a certain feeling and belief that comes with being a fan and rooting for this team, and I'm curious, after decades of being scorned by quarterbacks, why Justin Fields feels different? Because I think it does, it does to me. It feels like something is different here, but are we just getting caught up in the moment, or is there something that truly is different about this situation that leaves us ready to believe again? I know I am, and a lot of it comes from just what I feel about the prospect coming in the draft, but this is all about you and all about how this Bears team is really going to be elevated by the addition of Justin Fields. And we'll start looking at a few players and coaches in particular who should see the biggest benefit next on Locked On Bears. Hey, Bears fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps build free testosterone and total testosterone levels while increasing energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's D-R-A-F-T to the number 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. The Justin Fields draft pick isn't quite swaying odds makers just yet, 
at betonline.ag. Still the over-under set for the Bears season win total at 7.5. That is a below 500 record as it stands right now. Also odds to make the playoffs are favoring no for the Bears at minus 200. Yes, at plus 160. And of course, trying to win the division. Bears still sitting down with the third best odds at plus 300. Maybe inch it a little closer to the Vikings at plus 260. Of course, the Packers minus 140 at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. No doubt, Justin Fields is going to make things better for almost every single person in the Chicago Bears organization, not named Andy Dalton or Nick Foles at this point. But some players and some coaches in particular are really going to enjoy the fruits of that pick. And I think it has to start at wide receiver and finally getting Allen Robinson the best quarterback of his NFL career. I've been a champion of the hashtag free Allen Robinson campaign just to get him something that resembles consistent passing from the quarterback position. He's had nothing but terrible quarterbacks dating back to college. He had like one good season with Christian Hackenberg, who had a good season but would not be considered a good quarterback in the long run. And then it's been... You know, the Jaguars and Bortles and and that sort of carousel. And now, you know, Trubisky and Foles. And I think he had some Chase Daniel in there. I mean, it has just been a Cleveland Browns level list of bad quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has had. And so finally, he gets something young and promising and next level caliber quarterback to throw him just on target passes. Passes that can lead him to create yards after the catch. Think back, like, when we talk about Allen Robinson a lot and what makes him valuable as a wide receiver, one of the phrases you hear is catch radius, that, you know, he can make catches away from his body, that you don't have to be pinpoint on him for him to be able to come down to the ball because he's just big and long and agile and acrobatic to be able to twist and contort his body and control his body enough to be able to still make catches in unorthodox positions. And a lot of that designation for Robinson just comes from being forced to make a lot of those catches that some wide receivers that just have better quarterbacks don't have quite the same catch radius consideration because they don't they're not asked to use it so you don't really see a wide catch radius but for Robinson you know think about all the curl routes he'd run where Trubisky would throw it at his feet or over his head or a little bit too far inside and some of them he would still catch and come down with or think slant routes and you know you you tend to want to lead your receiver toward the middle of the field so he can not have to slow down catch the ball and then turn up field and take that momentum with him forward instead of how many were again down at the feet a little bit behind a little bit overhead just sometimes completions but just not totally accurate or on target and you end up sacrificing some yards there or even you know little screen passes just being able to put the ball out in front a little bit and letting the guy work there as opposed to him having to kind of come back into the backfield farther to get it stop 
completely change directions and have to begin their acceleration again. Robinson in particular, I think, is going to be the one that really benefits the most from being able to now utilize his full range of skill set, that he can be a vertical receiver. He can be an over-the-middle possession receiver. He can be, I mean, they've thrown screen passes to him, and it's felt like for so long he's been limited in what he's been able to show and do because of the quality of passes coming his way, not just from Mitch Trubisky, but throughout his NFL and some of his college career too. Like I also think you want to include Darnell Mooney in this conversation. Obviously, Robinson a, a bit more starved over the course of his career, but I don't think we really got to see the full unleashed Darnell Mooney last season. And as much as you can brace for a potential sophomore slump now that opposing defenses are going to have a little bit more tape on him and it's going to be a little bit harder for him to get open and surprise people, I also think you're going to see the Bears have a better opportunity to take advantage of his deep speed and go vertical. It's something we talked about on the podcast last week. Look at the additions the Bears have made on offense. Marquise Goodwin, vertical receiver. Daz Newsome, vertical receiver. You know, Jimmy Graham can be a vertical tight end. And Justin Fields is this accurate downfield thrower. And that's sort of the, uh, the, the development of Matt Nagy's offense and trying to become taking that next step more toward the Andy Reid model of of not just West Coast slants and curls and checkdowns, but being able to take the top off and stretch teams vertically. The Bears don't have the Tyreek Hills and you know the speed and even Travis Kelsey to be quite the Chiefs level of offense, but starting to get more in that direction. And Mooney can be a big part of that speed vertical passing game. And just fortunately for him, he started to show us last year that he is more well-rounded and can be an all-around route runner and can help in the intermediate and short areas of the field. But this will create more of those opportunities for more of that downfield style of offense. And like you got to also throw David Montgomery in here because having Justin Fields is going to help this Bears running game. Not only is Justin Fields a good mobile quarterback, but he's not a run-first quarterback. He's just going to be able to attack defenses with his legs. But he is going to make defenses have to respect the pass more and perhaps take fewer players out of the box. So compared to Trubisky, when it felt like teams were just daring the Bears to pass, and it was so difficult for David Montgomery to get the running game going, and the offensive line was always outnumbered with defenders in the box, if Justin Fields can get that vertical offense going and help Robinson and Mooney and you know Newsom and whoever along the way in this offense, it's only going to open some things up more so for the running game. As much as we think about you know the run setting up the pass, we're seeing more in the modern NFL now. The pass much more sets up the run as opposed to the other way around. And Justin Fields has the skill set to be able to set up the run even better. And David Montgomery and you know Tariq Cohen and and Damian Williams and, and some of the other backs as well, they're all going to benefit from it. But getting Montgomery more action as receiver as well, I mean, those three guys, Robinson, Mooney, and Montgomery are in big position to see a nice little bump in their performances and be able to show more of what they're able to do because they won't be held back as much by the limited accuracy and skill set at the quarterback position. I know those are a little bit more straightforward, but I do think there is a name here that will benefit more from Justin Fields than you might think, or you're just not the first person that comes to mind when you think, okay, adding a rookie quarterback is going to help blank. But I think there's a pretty strong argument for one coach in particular getting more of a benefit than you might initially think. Next, on Locked On Bears. 
For Mother's Day weekend, our friends at Built Bar added a special new flavor, and I think you might still be able to get some. We'll see how early you listen to this podcast, but as of the end of the weekend, still strawberry Built Bars available at BuiltBar.com. I really love the raspberry when you get a little bit of sort of that sweet fruitness in with the chocolate, but you make it a chocolate-covered strawberry-flavored Built Bar, and boy, you, you can't go wrong. Every flavor is low sugar, low calories, high protein, and high fiber, and they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. I've tried every single one. You can't go wrong with any of them, but strawberry is not going to be around for very long. So you got to head over to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Sometime in the next few days or weeks, we need to sit down and have a real conversation about Justin Fields and whether or not this pick by itself should be enough to save Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's jobs. Bears fans seem ready to embrace them all with open arms now that Fields is here, and it feels like there's a certain feeling of erasing past mistakes because Fields was the pick and because there's so much excitement about this. That's going to be a conversation for another podcast on how much specifically this pick should affect their job security. But no doubt, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are going to benefit from having drafted Justin Fields. This is really who this is all about. It's getting Matt Nagy his hand-picked rookie quarterback. You know, he was brought in, he was brought in sort of with the idea that he would work with Mitch Trubisky and that he liked Mitch Trubisky, and that was part of why both he took the job and why the Bears picked him. But this was a little bit more his scouting process from the very beginning. And he was very hands-on with selecting Justin Fields and getting to know Justin Fields. He's talked about his relationship with Ohio State coach Ryan Day and going and watching Justin Fields in person during this last season, meeting with him at two separate pro days and lots of Zoom calls along the way. And when he's with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, he does a lot of that, but he's not the head coach. He's not in those meetings every single time with the general manager, and he's not the guy you know, having a lot of those same high-level discussions. He's providing his input on what he thinks of those prospects, but you're a little bit less in the weeds as a quarterback's coach and an offensive coordinator in that that type of role. So this is Matt Nagy's quarterback, and if Justin Fields is the quarterback we've seen him be at Ohio State and we think he can be in the NFL, he is going to fundamentally change Matt Nagy's offense. Not a whole new scheme, but bring it up to a level that we sort of expected when he first came to Chicago and really get allow us to fully see what Matt Nagy wants to do, no longer feeling hampered or limited by the quarterback position. Same kind of thing with, with Ryan Pace, right? If, if Justin Fields pans out the way we all think he can, then he is the savior and the hero for finding the quarterback in Chicago, the first true franchise leader since Sid Luckman. You know, we're, we're approaching, what is it, 80 years since Sid Luckman last played in Chicago? I mean, that's the type of historic level of decision-making it becomes every time the Bears make one of these big quarterback moves. We kind of felt like 
Trubisky was supposed to be that referendum on Ryan Pace as a general manager that if that pick worked, he would be a hero, and if that pick didn't work, he would be fired. And he was able to get a second swing at it, and obviously giving himself a long runway and a lot of leash with ownership as a result. But I think the coach that stands out to me as benefiting the most, maybe even almost more so than Matt Nagy, for different reasons, it's it's kind of a, a six of one, half a dozen of the other, Defensive coordinator Sean Desai. And it goes beyond the obvious on-the-field reasons. Of course, if you have better quarterback play, it makes your defense's job easier. If the defense isn't constantly having to carry the Bears through every single win or hold on late in games and all those different situations where you felt like this defense was getting tired and getting gassed because the offense couldn't hold on to the ball, they couldn't put points on the board, and it felt like the Bears needed a turnover or some kind of defensive touchdown sometimes to really even keep the offense in the game, of course that's going to make the defensive coordinator's job a heck of a lot easier. But also, when you look at Sean Desai in particular— He's a very fresh defensive coordinator, a fresh face there, someone who has a couple of years of coordinator of even position coaching experience, two years as the Bears' safeties coach. And that's that's it for like real NFL experience. Before that, it was the defensive quality control coach, but that's much less hands-on. So he is very new and very inexperienced, and all of his experience at the NFL has been in this Bears organization. And without Justin Fields, he was looking at a potential, like, lame duck season. You know, one year, and then if Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are fired, Sean Desai is gone too, and there goes his NFL shot. And and did he ever really get a full opportunity to be defensive coordinator just backed into that one year? But if Justin Fields can extend his opportunity and his job security, it has potential to completely change the trajectory of Sean Desai's coaching career. That if he gets fired from Chicago... The main thing he has under his belt is a couple of years of position coaching. So it's not like you know he's going to be this experienced, desired, demanded position coach somewhere else that sometimes you see other former defensive coordinators latch on right away somewhere else. Like He doesn't have as wide of a coaching network or as wide of a background of skills. You know, Could he jump on as another quality control coach or maybe a, a safeties coach with Vic Fangio in Denver or, or Brandon Staley and, you know, out on Los Angeles? I mean, yeah, there, there, there could be opportunities for him. But now with Justin Fields, he's going to get multiple years potentially here as defensive coordinator and really get a sense of not only building that experience for him in his career, but also kind of building that reputation around the NFL and taking his his one shot at defensive coordinator role here and really being able to run with it and not being forced to just have this one-year short evaluation on him and his career, it, it, it really changes everything for a potential young coach there. He still has to be a good defensive coordinator, right? I mean, if he can't, if he's just not cut for the position, then it doesn't really matter how long Justin Fields gives him. The Bears' defense is going to speak for itself. But this really gives him that opportunity to be Sean Desai's defense and not just the stand-in for Vic Fangio for one year, almost like an interim defensive coordinator before the Bears might change everything else. And on top of that, you know Justin Fields is going to be the dominating storyline, so I think there will be less attention paid to Sean Desai and his defense and the job they're doing Unless, again, they totally stink and are just a bad defense overall. And then, again, it might not matter too much what Justin Fields does. But at the very least, he opens up and extends this opportunity for a young coach being given a big position here 
to extend his potential career or you know he could have easily seen a one year and out and kind of regress and go backwards from there and maybe the NFL looks around and said oh he was promoted too fast he's not ready and then it becomes hard for him to get another job so it's really big for him in addition to saving potentially Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's jobs and all the other coaches that are going to benefit from it as well so a lot of good all around thanks to Justin Fields that's the sort of impact that drafting a franchise quarterback can have on your organization, and we're seeing the ripple effects of another franchise quarterback in another organization in Green Bay. That's going to be the focus of our podcast discussion tomorrow. We're going to be joined by the host of Ebo's Over the Line on Mad City Sports Zone Radio in Madison, Wisconsin. Ebo is going to help us break down everything going on with this Green Bay Packers situation. He's a really fun guy. You might not have heard of him, but he is a blast, and I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. He's going he's gonna to shoot us straight on Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to get some kind of like Green Bay Homer fanboy stuff. He's going he's gonna to have, have a take, that's for sure. He's going to bring some fire on the podcast about this Aaron Rodgers situation. Either way, we're either going to get mad at Aaron Rodgers or we're going to get mad at the Green Bay Packers organization, and it's really going to be fun to listen to. So I hope you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Later on this week, we'll get a Vikings draft update from our friend Matthew Collar from Purple Insider and talk about how the Vikings wanted Justin Fields and how the Bears jumped them to get him and sort of their future at quarterback now with Kellen Mond. Instead, you can kind of think of it as an alternate reality for the Bears. If they hadn't gotten their quarterback, it had to wait to the second and third rounds. That's kind of more like what Minnesota is going through. So we will uh, enjoy some of their misery as well this week on the podcast and the Lions draft too. We will circle around too. And that's always, you know, we can always look down on them and, and keep an update on where the bottom of the NFC North is and feel a little bit better about where the Bears are. So lots of great content coming your way. Even though we're after the draft and we're into the offseason, we are not slowing down. We are not going anywhere. So I hope you'll keep following along. I, I hope you'll keep tuning in. And in return, I hope the podcast helps you bear down.